It is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. The phones are open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to check out the various different features we have waiting for you there, including our social media site where we run the site, not some big tech mega corporation. So you got way more freedom of speech there over at social.freetalklive.com. It's Ian. And Matt. So there's a story that we've had in show prep here for a couple of days. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, it's actually something I'm surprised to read that the Department of Justice, according to various sources, in this case, The Guardian, has created a unit to counter domestic terrorism. I figured they had this thing since, you know, the Obama administration. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they had this since 9-11 or before. They're just giving it a name now. And when they give things a name that they've always had and mm-hmm. always kept secret, it just means they're going to amp it up and get a lot worse. They're going to get a budget. They're going to get a budget. They yeah. got a name. Now they're going to get a budget. Right. Because I know that as far as back as 2005 during the Bush administration, uh, the FBI sent an agent here to Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, his name is Phil Christiana. And he is uh, g- generally his job is to be like the bomb guy. But for whatever reason, they assigned him also to the task of investigating the Free State Project. He, and Phil Christian is the bomb guy. Like he's you a mean bomb like a guy. bomb as in an explosive? Yeah. Dude? No kidding. Yeah, that's, that's what strange. His, that's what his like normal job is. He was investigating the uh, uh, the Boston bom- Marathon bombing. You know, I, I've said this before to you. I don't I know understand. if I've ever said it on the air, but ba- I, this is back when I still lived. You know, I didn't live in New Hampshire yet, and mm-hmm. but I knew a lot of people in New Hampshire at that point. I was pretty much convinced I was going to make the move at that point. I just hadn't really set the plans or date. And it was 2011 and the Zuccotti Park, uh, you know, Occupy thing was going on uh, all over the country. Right. Right. And all over the world, really. Uh, But I remember watching the news and I knew most, if not all of the Liberty people in Keene by that point. All right. I had already been coming up here and met people and stuff. And, uh, a lot of anarchists and libertarians and things. And and I remember hearing on the news a story that disappeared into nothing and never heard of again. And I've tried to search it since and haven't been able to find anything about it. But That's I remember weird. hearing that some anarchists from Keene, New Hampshire, were on their way to, Columb- uh, to Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember and that. they were caught at the Cuyahoga Bridge, some bridge in Cuyahoga County. Mm-hmm. I know the area a little bit because I used to drive back and forth between Cleveland. And and I was like, I don't know any anarchists that would be on their way to Cleveland trying to set up set a bomb. That's what they were doing. They were setting a bomb on this bridge, apparently. And the FBI nabbed them. So I wonder if Christiana had anything to do with that false flag that never materialized. Yeah, I remember that story. And I remember, you know, when I saw the story about that with these three people allegedly from mm-hmm. Keene, I was like, I don't know who you these know. people are. And it's not that big of a town. I mean, yeah. even if there were even left-wing, like, commie anarchists in the area, we'd 
probably know who they were at least i don't know i mean there's twenty thousand people here you don't know everybody you know someone who knows the other person generally Uh, and they did get coverage in the sentinel uh newspaper and they acted like they were known quantities around here oh Um, but that doesn't mean that they weren't set up by the fbi or one of them wasn't working for the fbi because as we know the fbi has been basically behind every so-called terror attack that's been uh, you know planned in the last 15 years uh, they essentially set up a patsy. They set up some dupe who is usually of low intelligence. Well, some, we never even saw pictures of these people. So I'm no, wondering if pictures. They, I don't remember seeing pictures of them. Did you recognize them as that. people? Did you ever see them out and like at the grocery store or anything like that? It's 20, I, again, I don't know everybody in, in Keene, New Hampshire. I, it my, isn't that small. My point is I'm wondering how many of these people they're just flat out creating from thin mm-hmm. air. Like they don't exist. Like, uh, you know, with all the with all the uh, the deep fake photos, and you know, you have that website that can just yeah. create human faces yeah. out, out of nothing, and people don't exist. They look really, really real. Um, you know, it wouldn't be much to fabricate an entire existence, a That's fictionalized true. existence. It'd be nothing for an, an organization organization like the FBI. Well, you know, I, again, it's more likely that they would just set somebody up. I mean, that's what we've seen them doing over the last 20 years, basically, since 9-11. Uh, they have been creating terrorism. They have not actually busted any real terrorists. Right. Like, you know, whether or not the Boston bombers were legitimate, quote-unquote, terrorists, that's probably the best argument as far as, you know, maybe they were because the FBI actually didn't. You know they weren't involved in mm-hmm. setting that one up. All the other ones, every every other time since nine eleven, whenever. Oh, hey, that sounds like Joe is joining us. We're expecting Joe coming in here shortly. Oh, uh, from remote because he's not allowed to uh, to drive here, unfortunately, at this Boo. time. But we're going to get an update from him on what's going on with the, uh, with his situation. <laughs> but just to finish the thought before we do that, uh, the uh, FBI every single time, every time you hear about oh there was going to be somebody was going to bomb this you know Times Square, they were going to bomb this other location or whatever. It's always the FBI who has set up some dupe, some mm. easily led person who they found through whatever somebody tipped them off, or they went into the, the undercover FBI chat room somewhere and said they're mad about what the federal government is doing, and so then the FBI radicalizes that person. Then they give them the bomb that, quote-unquote, it's not really real, but they give them what they're telling them is a bomb. And in some cases, they'll put them up in a hotel and yep. and pay for them to not have to go and get a job so they can go through with the, quote-unquote, act of terror right. that the FBI has completely set up from, like, the moment go. I mean, they've, they've provided the weapon, they've provided the motive, they've provided the incentive, they've... And then they arrest the guy right before he, you know, presses the plunger on the bomb. And uh, then they say, ha, we've, we've saved you them. again. Yep. You and know, the, it's, but, it's happened more uh, than 200 times. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. And I would suggest that even the FBI was involved with the Boston bombing. Someone was. The was, guy, the guy, yeah. little little uh, monkeys that were running around the Boston bombing and, the, and all the photos looked suspiciously, suspiciously like Kraft International guys. They were the black top with the tan mm-hmm. pants and they had the logo where it belonged and, you know, toting around black backpacks and it's like who are those guys why are they all dressed the same what are they doing there that's high-end security that's not like 
What do you think about this Patriot Front group? Have you heard about them? No. What is that? Oh, you got to pull this <laughs> that up. That sounds like pure FBI yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like pure FBI. Oh, they, they've actually got like the khaki pants, the, oh, the blue top. They walk around all in masks, and they're like carrying shields. They're supposed to be some sort of far-right oh, uh, group, some yeah. sort of far-right activist the Guardian group. Angels, except right wing and actually FBI. And they're all wearing the exact same uniform. It's really weird you know, and creepy. The, one thing I noticed about the 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 actual team that raided the studio here when mm-hmm. we were going through that one thing i did notice about them and i'm not trying to give phil christian any credit here obviously or any of them obviously but one thing i noticed about them is they seem to be so um they seem to be very by the book mm-hmm. and that to me um I don't think Phil Christian is high enough in the FBI ranks to actually commit crime. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like some of those, I don't think he's, I don't think he's high enough to actually fake a bombing or something like that. Okay. I don't think he's one of that, those guys. So to his credit, he might be just working toward that. <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, he's definitely, I think he's moved up over the years. He's been around for a long time. Like sure. I said, he first popped up in Keene in 2005, and now they're saying they're going to form a domestic terror squad of some sort of division yeah. in the uh, Justice Department. And it's like, we know they've been investigating the Free State Project since you know pretty much the very beginning. I mean, yeah, you can tell who they are. When they come around, you can tell who they are. I was talking about, we need to set up a fighting force. Like, no, no, we don't. Dude. Well, he, had, you know, he wasn't undercover or anything like that. Right, he came right. around and said, I'm FBI agent Phil Christiana, and I've mm-hmm. got some questions for you. And he was trying to interview, I think back then, Dave Ridley, because uh, Dave was one of the earliest movers to Keene. He was living in, uh, living over with Russell and, and Kat Canning. And, and so they've been sniffing around uh, for a very, very long time. And, and that's because they, they're convinced that the Free State Project is secretly a violent movement, right? Because that's what they're looking for. They figure that everybody is like them, which is to say prone to violence. And so they're trying to uncover whatever secret violent, you know, conspiracy there is here, which of course there isn't one. They're the world's biggest dirtbags. And they've been unable to do that successfully. And it's now, you know, he's been at it for almost 20 years. Investigating. He doesn't care. He's getting paid. Yeah. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. And the best they got is, oh, my God, Rich Paul sold some weed in 2012. And, what a oh, my monster. God, Bitcoin. Absolute Look monster. out. More coming up. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here if you want. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Matt. We're talking about the so-called domestic terror division of the Justice Department. They've now created, I guess... Something that they didn't have before, even though it seems like they've been, you know, investigating so-called domestic terror for... I don't know, last couple decades at least, if not more than that. But uh, we're going to get deeper into that story. But first, we're going to go to uh, our friend Joa, who normally is here on a Thursday night with us, but has been absent, sadly, for the last several weeks due to being targeted 
by the government gangsters here in New Hampshire. We're going to get an update from him. But I also want to tell you, if you're looking for our video feed, you need to get over to the Odyssey channel because, once again, YouTube has given us a content strike. Why, as Ian? they call it. Well, they say it's due to, quote-unquote, medical misinformation from our, uh, let's see, our show on so-called mass delusional psychosis. Oh. We spent a good couple hours talking about that. So that's not real? A few nights ago. Well, that's what they want you to believe. YouTube YouTube is the medical expert. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Along with Twitter and Facebook, they know... I mean, we should be listening to everything they they say we shouldn't be listening to. So we're taken out. uh, They've taken us down for, it looks like, through at least February, uh, February 7th. Wow. So we got uh, got another three weeks before we could possibly stream another episode on YouTube. And it's going to keep happening, okay? So if you've been following us on YouTube... You need to follow us on some some other platform. I mean, obviously, you can subscribe to our podcast and listen anytime there over at uh, feeds.freetalklive.com. Of course, we stream live on both audio uh, MP3 streaming every single night and on multiple video platforms. But there's only one that is not likely to ever take us down, and that is Odyssey. Odyssey. You can I, follow our channel there at video.freetalklive.com, and you, we're streaming there now. You know what we got to do? Hmm. We got to get the whole listening audience to bomb all the YouTube channels that they're subscribed to. Whenever you watch any video on any topic, go into the comment section and tell the tell the people you got to move this stuff over at Odyssey and mm. get it away from YouTube. We're tired of being controlled. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. If you care about the channel creator and you care about them being protected from mm-hmm. takedowns, then that's the way to do it. Uh, let's bring Breaking the Flaw. He's a guy that knows a thing or two about uh, being targeted by YouTube. Hey, you're uh, you're on Free Talk Live calling us from northern New Hampshire. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, good to have you here. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm afraid to drive. I mean, I've been not driving for a bit, um, but the other day I went to the state house, you know, and I drove because my license is all clear and everything. Uh, but then when I left and I uh, headed back home, um, I decided to go do another, do an audit and uh, file the complaint and a compliment uh, and to two police officers. And then I left, and uh, two towns over, I get pulled over. It's like, it just doesn't stop. Was this the video where the cop uh, apologized because you had a Montana license plate, and he had thought that you were a New New Hampshire license plate? Yes. Yes. It's the greatest thing I ever read in Auto Trader. It was about those Montana plates. Okay, so but he yeah, didn't ticket you. Like, he just he pulled you no. over, came up, wanted you to roll your window down. I, I we happen to see the video uh, on Breaking the Flaw, which is your channel on Odyssey and maybe on YouTube still. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know yeah, he, he came up and gave you a, a bit of a hassle about rolling your window down. You refused to do that, and he then said, "Oh well, looks like you're from uh, you know your vehicle's from Montana, so I'm just going to say goodbye." And he actually said he was going to apologize, which almost never happens. Yeah. And uh, it's it's funny that's that area is notorious for pullovers because they just sit on the side of the road. Uh, this is uh, just north of Bristol, which is like Northbridge. But I also have a video of last year um, uh, of going to the town offices in Bristol and then leaving, uh, and the cops follow me and like really like they were on my tail like within like you know car lengths, going like thirty five miles per hour. So it's it's dangerous, and they had to get ran on my butt, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I but I had to file those complaints. But like, you think it's a coincidence or what that they uh, they do that right after? Did they huh? pulled you over immediately after filing complaints. 
Yeah, like tw- maybe like 15 minutes. Was it the same department from the same town? No. That- hmm. No, it wasn't. Hmm. Well, it could have been asking. They could have been asking their buddies for a favor, or yeah. it could have been a total coincidence. I mean, he didn't go beyond just pulling you. If he'd really wanted to uh, to mess with you, he probably could have. You know, as an expert, yeah. I like to recommend that people err on the side of pure paranoia all the time <laughs> when it comes to law enforcement. <laughs> Because, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, just, you know, you know how they are. Well, they, have, they have radios and Knowing how such. they act and, like, uh, my, uh, the results of uh, my Worcester case, the trial that I had, uh-huh. then reducing criminal charges to civil, well, that, I'm sure they put a memo out there. This guy disrespected fallen police officers by trampling a garden. <laughs> like, this is literally a judge's statement. So, like, I can see how that may be, uh, you know, something that may have been sent out to every police officer in new england like they did before to me uh, they did this previously previously so i don't, I don't know so maybe they didn't maybe they didn't you have been off the show for some number of weeks because on your birthday um however many weeks ago that was you were going to a to a birthday party and we're coming back from it or one or the other but anyway they pulled you over and accused you of having been driving while license suspended even though you had you'd like paid off whatever it was that they wanted you to pay off you you said yep. that you'd paid it Community twice service you'd done it more I, than I once paid my, i paid my reinstatement fee three times and i paid for that ticket twice and they're just messing up in the system clerical errors it's a joke and, and you got uh, arrested over this cl- you were arrested over that clerical error oh yeah and yeah. And how did you get this finally cleared up because like you said you were you were finally driving again just this week so what, what did you do just the just get the reinstatement uh, fees. So you, you you're still considered innocent, right? Like you mm-hmm. haven't been guilty of it until they uh, you get trial. But like you still out to reinstate, so they can make a decision into court next time we go. I hopefully they don't suspend me. You know I haven't done anything wrong, so it, it it's on them. I, I it's out of my control. These these thugs, uh, the government uh, has total control over our traveling rights and everything. And it's but just, just to uh, be clear, you said you paid this reinstatement fee three times, so you yes. were finally able to confirm that they actually processed it, that it was actually yes. settled, it, and that you're no longer suspended. Oh, I I got into a good relationship with the uh, the Hillsborough Court and the DMV. Like I, you know, I've called so many times that I probably met every single one of them. And wow. uh, and like got some of the repeat ones too. They they played games like uh, they they lie about process and it's just it creates a huge headache. It could have been over in two phone calls, you know. Right. So but even they, though you uh, and I was at your arraignment the other day, a couple of weeks ago, or whenever it was, uh, yeah. It, so even though you've taken care of all the payments and everything, the prosecutor told you at the arraignment he was going to drop the charges, and then he decided, no, I'll just drop the charges later when you go to trial for speed the speeding ticket that you got. Yeah, which I'm questioning that too, you know. Uh, but I also merge it with my parking ticket, and you can see how uh, that whole parking ticket right, so you're gonna, goes on keen. You're going to have a double trial coming up in uh, April. What, what's the date? Do you know offhand? April 21st. April yep. 21st in Keene. So speeding ticket, parking ticket. It's going to be fun. We'll be there. Joe, anything else you want to share tonight? No. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you. Uh, what you do. Check him out. He's got a great uh, accountability, government accountability site, holding the police accountable and other government bureaucrats. Check out uh, Breaking the Flaw on Odyssey. Great dude. Uh, and YouTube as well. All right. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
Free Talk Live phones open if you want to join us here. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the new domestic terror division that they are uh, creating over at the United States Federal Gang. And it's Ian and Matt in the studio here tonight. Of course, we're pointing out that they've been investigating so-called domestic terror for a long time. Now, I'm not saying the Free State Project is a terrorist organization, but the government sure would like it to be. They are chomping at the bit to call. And you know who else has been? Uh, And I think they're basically one and the same at this point is the SPLC. The Southern Poverty Law Center. They have been trying to look for a reason to call the Free State Project, uh, like a hate organization or whatever they can. But it's really hard to do when you got like... (laughs) <laughs> there's it's basically hands across the water at this place. You got everybody represented in the Free State Project. Yeah, it's uh, it's a group full of, you know, mostly peaceful people uh, that are out there. I mean, there's people that believe in gun rights, for sure, sure. but they're self-defense advocates. Mm-hmm. And they've sent in undercover officers. We, we're certain of this over the years mm-hmm. uh, that that have been, you know, tried to gin up some violence and I remember when one guy came over to the Keen Activist Center, I got a heads up from Adamo Freeman, the uh, the creator, the founder of Cop Block, uh, who told me, hey, there's this guy, he's really weirding people out, he's weirding me out, uh, you know, setting people's radar off and talking about violence. And I, I went over there and, you know, did a quick uh, interview with him and he basically just came right out and said he believed in using violence against uh, against the government. I said, oh, you have to go. I said, you don't belong here, man. Um, sorry. But you can't hang out here. So see ya. And that was the last we ever saw of that guy. Yep. And that's it just seems like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to infiltrate peaceful movements and then they just kinda hang out in a violent idea, you know, just go fishing basically, like we'll toss this out there and see yep. if anybody bites, and then, you know, bam, they got you. Uh, but we are a peaceful movement here in New Hampshire, and they hate that. They yeah, hate we the really p- don't need violence. Nobody no. needs violence. And, and a word against violence and a, and a reason, because there's a, there's tons of freedom people out there who are like, oh, just get it over with. Let them, let them attack. Let's get mm-hmm. it on, you know, whatever. What you don't understand, what you're not understanding is that with cryptocurrency in the picture, their days are numbered anyway. Mm. They're just going to cease to be. That's how it's going to happen. They're going to fight and they're going to lash out and they're going to kill people and they're going to do whatever it takes to stay alive but it doesn't matter because they they're a cancer with cancer and mm. it's all over now and cryptocurrency is what's going to create the future that we want to see i hope you're right about that i just wish it would happen sooner uh, it, you <laughs> know well, later. With, with people like even libertarians out that that i think i mean we're an extreme advantage being in new hampshire we're very well we're extremely well versed in crypto now yeah what what the problem is we have people in other places who don't live here who don't haven't been steeped in it for 10 years who may be liberty people but they're still getting their opinion on crypto from mark cuban who doesn't mm. know anything from elon musk who doesn't know anything about cryptocurrency we should not be listening to these idiots right. i was just listening to um yeah, i'm halfway through a video on youtube from jp sears yeah right? love that guy. A, lot, a lot of levels great JP sears is great right um he's do he's got a brand new video out now about like a little comedy sketch between himself and himself and dressed mm-hmm. in two different costumes talking back and forth from two people who don't know anything about crypto but are <laughs> acting like experts and trying to talk about it <laughs> and it's 
You know, there's so many people out there like that. And the, 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 the fact of the matter is we are very lucky here in New Hampshire. We've been so steeped in it that we really do understand it. That said, if more people dropped the, uh, you know, it's the digital currency, they're going to control the whole thing. Well, the whole purpose of crypto in the first place is to be encrypted. Right. It's not super, super simple. Even Bitcoin is not going to be super simple to track, even though it's very old. What they're doing with your current money is infinitely worse. It has been proven for over 100 years to be horribly bad, uh, you know, with the inflation and destroying its value and making you work harder for less, even though you got a raise. Well, the raise just caught you up to what they took from you last year. You know, speaking of inflation, they're admitting record highs again now. It's it's now hit 7%, according to the government's manipulated numbers. 7%. That's fake. I mean, it's a fake number, but it, you know, they can't, they can't claim it's less. Right. You can't print 25% of the current money supply in one year and say inflation went up 7%. I agree. It's easy to tell how far it went up because you just deduce it from how much money you just printed. That's Mm -hmm. easy. So anyway, it gets me angry just to think about what, you know, people, you gotta, you gotta download yourself a non-custodial wallet. Mm -hmm. You gotta get, you know, I'm always pumping Monero, Monero Matt, right? Well, One wow, the, this is like the one night you're not wearing a Monero t-shirt. I know, I know. I stole, you know what? <laughs> During the break, I'm going to go put on my Monero socks, okay? Because so, so, this is wrong. I feel bad. You but, feel uh, naked. I, feel, I totally feel naked. I feel like a traitor to my coin. <laughs> but uh, So, so the, the, one of the greatest things about Monero as a crypto, not only is it a privacy coin mm-hmm. on purpose with a dedicated group of people who are developing it constantly. I'm in some of those rooms on like... Uh, telegram stuff right and uh they are absolutely devoted these guys uh the best thing about it i think is that anybody with an old laptop in their closet can plug that thing in because it's asic resistant it needs processing power it doesn't Mm -hmm. need a fancy video card or any massive miner to run it Hmm. you can mine on processing power you won't get much out of it you won't get much monero out of it but you'll help the network a lot and you will get a little bit monero of monero out of it mine that's what mining does so, it's neat stuff. It really is. I it's like great. Monero. Uh, I wish it were more some. popular. Yeah, if you like if you like freedom and privacy, then you like Monero. Yeah, the FBI, by the way, hates it. They absolutely are disgusted. They they are. It's more than hate. I saw the look in their eyes when they were asking. Did they ask you questions about Monero? Well, I wouldn't talk to them. Okay, they they asked me a million questions about Monero. They want mm. all about Monero. It's like, and that, that puzzled me. It's like, what do they what do they care about Monero for? Mm. And the, the one guy kind of spooked me. He looked at me. and goes. You like the edge wallet? That's like, a weird question. And I said, how the hell did you know to ask that? And he goes, you're wearing an edge wallet shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, observation. Oh. So we had, we did have Watson. one out of that whole serious episode. We did have one little laugh together. It was kind of, I was like, okay, he caught me. Well, you know, you, you point a gun at, at a dude at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's going to be a little, little bit, flighty. Yeah, a little bit, a yeah. little bit of wacky. So, uh, but, uh, you know, they, they wanted to know all about Monero, man. They, they do. Wanted, they want, they, they and, want to crack it. The IRS came out with a bounty. They're offering, yeah. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars yeah. to somebody that could crack Monero and... It ain't happening. No, it's not. Not yet. Anyway, I yeah. mean, the the way it's designed is specifically so that it can't be. And the people who design it are constantly on the prowl to make sure that it can't be. Yeah. So if there's an opening, in it, they're going to find it. And they're going to slam it shut. And I don't think they really find the 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 code itself is, you know, it's pretty much sealed shut from the day it was created. There was no there was no uh, back doors. Or there was like that. something early on. And I don't remember much about it. It's been years since I've heard the story. There was some sort of 
exploit early on that was able to reveal some early transfers on Monero. Oh, was there? And they fixed that. I read a study from um, Stanford University where, <clears throat> I don't know if I told you about this or if I if I talked about it in the air, probably not. Everybody heard it. I'll talk about it again. But I read a, uh, a study from, I think it was Stanford University and some doctoral level computer science uh, types were doing their uh, doctoral thesis on cryptocurrency, namely privacy coins. So they mm. got some Zcash and okay. they got some uh, Monero. And they what they arrived at after using the full power of their university's computing power to tear apart these codes, they basically said that tracing a Zcash transaction was not something that they were able to do, mm-hmm. but they felt they were very close. Mm. Um, but the Monero... It was Not basically a constant, a constant exercising, throwing off their hands. Wow! And that was a, that was a, I think a 2020 study that they did, and those are doctoral level people doing they you know heavily funded. I'm sure the government probably threw money at them for that. You know, if the government wants to really, if somebody wants to do their uh, doctoral work on tearing apart Monero, we're going to help them do that. Sure, we'll fund that study. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure there was probably some government money there. There's probably university money, and not to mention the full processing power of the university. The number, if you want to join us, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Whether you want to talk about the uh, the new domestic terror investigation arm of the justice so-called justice department Uh, we haven't even really started that story so we'll get into that coming up here in a moment whether it's inflation i got a story about that uh talking about cryptocurrency as well now wikipedia is debating whether or not they want to continue to accept cryptocurrency uh more coming up we'll explain all of that if we get the chance your calls are welcome as well Is Free Talk Live? And of course, you can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian and Matt. By the way, I do want to say thanks to the folks over at Bitcoin.com. If you're interested in learning about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, get on over to Bitcoin.com. Hit Get Started at the top of the page, and you will be presented with some introductory-style videos. And, you know, there is a little bit of a learning curve. You do have to take a—you should, at least, take a little bit of time to learn the basics about cryptocurrencies. And the folks over at Bitcoin.com can help you do that. So head over to Bitcoin.com. It's Ian and Matt here uh, as we continue. Also, don't forget they've got a great news site there, too. So if you're not new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, head over to news.bitcoin.com. I've got a couple stories from them here tonight if we uh, get the chance as well. Again, that's news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, this is El Conejo. El Conejo, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, well, you were talking about Monero, and I, I didn't get to my point about Monero and inflation last time I called. But um, okay. so last time we were discussing how tw- uh, Monero has a 18.2 cap, a two million, 18.2 million coin cap, and it uh, has a tail emission, and it keeps emitting 150,000 Monero. Um, a year, I believe, or whatever the uh, that sounds right. Yeah, is. but the the point <clears throat> the point of that is that um, it'll take about fifteen years for it to be more sca- or less scarce than Bitcoin. Hmm. And the the thing about that tail emission is the more that that, that tail emission, the longer that tail emission goes, the less of a percentage the tail emission is of the total supply. So it's mm-hmm. actually always approaching zero. Hmm. 
It's called asymptotic emission, meaning it's it's like on a curve always approaching zero. Right. Um, and it's actually expected to be less than the average number of coins lost per year. So in reality, Monero is likely going to be deflationary because of coins lost, like people losing their keys. And yep, that happens. that's sort of the case with Bitcoin as well, because Satoshi's coins are probably lost forever. Right. And a lot of people lose their keys as well. So I just want to bring that up. It's people are concerned about the inflation. It's in, it's basically FUD, fear, uncertainty, fear, and yeah. doubt. That's great yeah. insight. It's a great point. That, that's that's golden insight right there. Anything else you want to share, Kaneho? No, that was pretty much it. Just clearing the record. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, a lot of people get freaked out by the the inflationary nature of Monero because there's a tail emission, but mm-hmm. the tail emission is basically used to pay the miners. It's not. It's not a. It's yeah, not I mean, one hundred fifty thousand units a it's year nothing. is not a whole lot. And I mean, like you said, it's on a curve to zero. Yeah. So. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want. So we just barely at the beginning of the show touched on. We've just been going off on tangents, which is fine. We do that here. Uh, but touch on the story that the Biden administration is creating a new unit, supposedly, in the Justice Department to, quote-unquote, counter domestic terrorism following the deadly U.S. Capitol attack. Well, who is it deadly for? <laughs> One lady that got shot, shot to by death by the police? Anyway, uh, quote, we face an elevated threat from violent domestic terror extremists, said the Assistant Attorney General of the National Security Division, told a uh, hearing by the Senate Judiciary Committee. He was testifying days after the U.S. observed the first anniversary of the violent attack on Congress. Really? It looked to me like a bunch of people just walking through uh, the Capitol, like staying between the lines even. Yeah, I saw a meme earlier this week of like an 80-year-old woman waving an American flag and she yeah. was involved with it and they said the uh, brutal a, violence said the 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 brutality of the yeah. 76th Mima <laughs> Mima division. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yet the media just keeps on trotting this out and you know the rules of propaganda say if you uh, just say a falsehood over and over again if anybody needs to be told at this point the me- the the media is a wing of the government. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Olson said the number of FBI investigations into suspected domestic violent extremists had more than doubled since the spring of 2020. In November, a top FBI official told the Congress that the Bureau was conducting around 2,700 investigations related to violent domestic violent extremism. Olson defines such extremists as, quote, individuals in the United States who seek to commit violent criminal acts in furtherance of domestic, social, or political goals. He said further, domestic violent extremists are often motivated by a mix of ideologies and personal grievances. We have seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist, anti-government, and anti-authority ideologies so in case you were wondering if the fbi was actively investigating the libertarian movement and How, the absolutely movement, uh they just made it crystal clear because yeah we're not in favor of so-called authority a lot of us don't believe in it we just don't even believe the idea exists uh, larkin rose made an excellent wrote an excellent book about this Straight years ago you. Uh, yeah, and one of them was called The Most Dangerous Superstition. Excellent writing. Somebody, I don't know who it was, thank you to whoever it was, sent me that while I was in jail. Uh, not this time around, but the last time for civil disobedience a decade ago. And I read it back then, and, and he points out authority is essentially just, it's a religion. The, the idea, the belief that another human being who was 
purportedly born equal to you can somehow be given some extra authority or this power, right. this thing that doesn't actually exist except in the minds of the people who believe in it. And he's not wrong. Um, in fact, I think he hit the nail on the head and a, yeah. a lot of people who've been... I love that he wrote it down. The, the best yeah, part of, about Larkin Rose is he writes that stuff down and you can actually access the thoughts and share it with your friends. They're little paperbacks, you know? They're not, yeah, not, it was not a reading. really short book. It's not, you know, Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard. This is a small, right. you know, little It gets little the point across. Book. Yeah, quick and, and, and painlessly. Well, depending on who you are, painlessly. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I've lost my train of thought there. Talk about Larkin Rose books. Yeah, Larkin Rose, uh, the greatest superstition. Uh, the greatest superstition. Um, never mind. Totally That's gone. Okay. <laughs> Phones are open here. If you want to join us, six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. I love uh, you know that viewpoint because it makes sense. If we're both born equal, and I think most people would agree with that, right? Like humans are supposed supposedly at least born equal. Whether or not you know you can bench press more than me or I can run faster than you, we're born equal and we have the same. Rights. You know, maybe it would right. make people more angry to say we're not born equal. That's a government lie. We are not born equal. What do you mean by that? Well, maybe it would make people angry enough to stand up and defy the government if they were told from birth that you aren't equal. There's a group of people who are better than you. They say oh. they're better than you. You're saying the government is better. Yeah, the, so. yeah, yeah. so the 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 government people, those you know, the, the the goons, tyrants, despots, para, parasites, those yeah. mafia gang. But generally. Humans have come to the idea of human rights, and we like that idea because... It's very feel-good. Well, and it makes sense. The it Constitution helps. is very feel-good, but it doesn't work. Well, that's the Constitution is a document for running the government. It doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with human rights. Human rights are... The an, Bill of Rights, I should say. Well, the Bill of Rights supposedly respects the human rights, but it doesn't grant rights. Correct. The government is just a group of people... So it couldn't possibly grant you something you didn't are, you know, if you've got rights, you're born with them. Yeah, nor would they be want to protect them for you. Correct. And so human rights are a good idea. That's why most people agree with them, because it helps us interact with one another. It helps us respect uh, one another and give each other, you know, enough leeway to live life how we want, and as long as we don't harm and violate somebody else's rights. I mean, rights make sense. They're, they're a good agreement for human beings to have a good society together, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and we know the government gang doesn't care about them. We know they don't respect them. We know they do whatever it is that they want to do. But the reality is, if you're born with the same rights as another human being, you don't have authority over someone else. You're born with the same rights as them. So you can't give somebody so-called Something authority. you don't have. Right. You cannot vote you can't get 10 people together and vote say all right well the nine of us voted and the one of you know one guy left you don't have rights anymore you can't do that that's not the uh, (laughs) that's not how this is supposed to work but yet people believe in the idea of authority because they've been you know told from day one oh that's what that was my forgotten thought the government is definitely a religion, and you can yes. tell if you look at all the giant granite monuments they've built to themselves, and you go into their courtrooms full of pews, literally, and, you, yeah. and there's a man in a and black a robe, robe mm-hmm. and you know that that's a priest if there yes. ever was a priest. Yes, absolutely right. And they all look to them, right? Like oh, they yeah. All, the man in the black robe can tell any of the men with the guns and the uniforms what to do, you and mean, they will they do it without the question. They'll do it without, <laughs> or the acolytes. I would call them acolytes. Acolytes. Uh, they uh, they do it without question. Mm-hmm. 
You know, like when Judge Burke here in Keene told his uh, acolytes to arrest Adamo Freeman for walking up the stairs and asking him questions. He says, oh, he threatened me. I want to ask a man about a hat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they just arrested him. And it didn't matter later when they dropped the charges two weeks later after he was sitting in jail for two weeks. And then, you know, no kind of actual, uh, there was no punishment for the judge or for his acolytes in that case. He's, he's better than equal. So, yeah, authority is a bunch of BS, but we're going to continue here with the, uh, the the new targeting of so-called domestic terrorists. People who don't believe in authority are included in that uh, group. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. Phones are open, of course, should you wish to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. Talking about the new domestic terror division of the justice, so-called Justice Department. They are looking into people who have, quote, extremist, anti-government, and anti-authority ideologies. They believe that people with those viewpoints are going to commit violence. Like that Spider-Man meme is coming to mind real fast about like Spider-Man pointing at himself. And all the other yeah. Spider-Mans, but they're yeah. all actually FBI yes. agents. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it's Ian and Matt in the studio here tonight. We're going to go to your calls and thoughts. Uh, of course, you know, pointing out earlier that the liberty movement here in New Hampshire is entirely peaceful. Uh, there's never been any kind of violent, overt act against the so-called U.S. Uh, government here. But yet they really want to find one. They're doing yeah. everything they can to investigate the free staters. There's plenty of capable people, too. There's ex-Marine Raiders sure. and Special Forces and SEALs and you name it. There's like, a ton of people with guns here. Uh, just, ju- then just the gun dudes. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're and just, uh, still, there are, there's not one dead politician. No, they believe in peace. Uh, they, we believe in, you know... Uh, I don't like working within the system, but I'm willing to to try to change things. And that's one of the reasons they're they're investigating us because they they know we're actually, you know, successful. They know the Free State Project is a good idea. The idea of migrating liberty minded people to the same geographic area. They know it's working. They know that thousands of people have come here so far. They've you know, they've been infiltrating the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival for years, right? Like they're they're around. They're probably in a number of the different groups that uh, that we have. One of our favorite pastimes here is to play Find the Fed. <laughs> it's a sad game, but <laughs> it's uh, terrible. Let's go to Joe. He's in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I think a lot of this is uh this new organization is grandstanding by biden but i think it's very dangerous because what he's doing is you know government agencies they never go away once they're created that's right and every administration down the line they're going to use this little this little agency or part of an agency to harass their political opponents sure oh and they have to justify their budget and justify their existence so of course they're going to do everything they can to you know like we're saying they'll gin up uh fake terror that never existed before the these guys were on the job well these leftists that are currently in power they've been screaming about white supremacy for the past few years where are all these groups that they're talking about they basically they use it as a label you know there yeah there are some nut job white supremacy people out there nobody's joining their groups it's a way to label people and that way when they when they demonize you and label you as something then what was the group you were talking rate. about, Ian, the, the, the Patriot 
Patriot Front. Patriot Front. Yeah, you, you pulled up. A, did you pull up an image of them? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Those guys, <laughs> three dudes with masks and one stooge without a mask. Like yeah. oh, that's that's the good guy right there. He's getting duped. To your point, a mask. Joe. I mean, these you're saying these groups, uh, these white supremacist groups, are not having people joining them. Actually. I bet you if you if the truth were told you'd find out the majority of them are FBI agents. Like they're these yeah, people I are rife with uh with FBI agents and informants in these uh, white supremacist groups. When they can demonize you, then when they come and they raid your house and they kill your dog and all this stuff, then the public won't they won't care. Oh, he was crazy or mm-hmm. he was this. You know, this goes back. They've been doing this for decades, you know. Yep. Same they playbook. murdered Randy we- they murdered Randy Weaver's wife and kid over a because he, he he cut down a couple of shotguns too short, and right. then then they we all know what they did in Waco. Yeah, I mean, who's the terrorist? Seriously, who's the terrorist? The well, people? by definition, <laughs> the use of violence to achieve a political end is terrorism, and that's all they do. That's right. I know preppers. You know, I'm kind of a half prepper. You know, I don't live off the grid or nothing. But so you're only half terrorist. Yeah, I believe in being prepared and all that stuff. But I know people, they're peaceful, they mind their own business, they live out in the sticks, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do all the, you know, growing the gardens and, you know, everything. That's terrorism right there, panels. growing gardens. Are they terrorists because they just want to be left alone? Yes. I mean, seriously. Or if what if somebody got some, you know, oddball religious views about, or what, or they join a yeah. cult or whatever, it, they can use it as an excuse. And when you get a, a right-wing guy in there, what do they? They'll use it while well, they were extreme environmentalists, or they were you know, some type yep. of left wing group. That's why we went in and killed their family, or you know, it, it's it's <laughs> if you believe if you if you thought the conspiracy stuff in the past was you know some most of it's bull crap, but it's not all BS. You I'll know, tell you what, the conspiracy that, theorists have been batting a thousand in the last two years during COVID. I mean, they've been they've been almost right about everything. You ready to admit chemtrails? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't believe in chemtrail stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying these drones, like these police drones, they use that you know facial recognition software and all that stuff. So just if you, I mean, basically, you got to be careful about anything now. If you go to a, a school board meeting, are you going to be a terrorist? Sure. They arrested a they arrested a libertarian guy in New Hampshire, I don't know, two months ago or something like that for going to a school board meeting without a mask on. He sat in the wrong seating area. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, they had to show him what's for. And actually, ever since then, a bunch of freedom lovers have been going to that same meeting and just stacking it. And uh, they haven't arrested anybody else since then. But, Joe, uh, thanks for calling and sharing your thoughts here tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you and appreciate your uh, your opinion. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In relation to this uh, Department of Justice crackdown on so-called domestic extremists, domestic terror, they arrested some people, apparently, uh, including the founder of Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes, charging him and several others, from what I understand, with seditious conspiracy in the January 6th Capitol quote-unquote riot, according to the Washington Post. Have you been following this story at all, man? Uh, I just read about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, so uh, Stuart Rhodes, founder and leader of what... <laughs> you got to love the Washington Post and their uh, opinionated news piece here, which says, extremist group Oath Keepers... <laughs> 
Now, what exactly is extremist about Oath Keepers? These are literally guys, maybe there's some women too, but there's, they're, they're literally guys who swore an oath to uphold the United States Constitution. Usually they were in the military or in some other branch of you know the federal government service, and at some point they swore an oath to the Constitution. It and- seems to me everybody who's ever sworn an oath to the Constitution ought to be a part of the Oath Keepers by defa- by just by default. Yeah, if you actually took it seriously. You know, if you've actually read it, if you've actually, you know, processed it and understand it, uh, and a lot of those guys have. In fact, a former co-host here on Free Talk Live, Chris Reitman, who uh, hasn't been on because he's been busy running a really cool convenience store here in town called Mighty Moose Mart. Um, he's like the local Oath Keepers guy. He's the local, the new oh, that's right. I don't know if he still is, but at least a few years ago, he was protesting out in front of the military recruiting center mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in Keene, like with a, a rifle strapped to him. That's right. And, uh, you know, these are guys who believe in the right to defend yourself and you know, other rights that are supposedly protected by the constitution. They swore an oath to uphold it. They swore an oath to protect it from enemies, foreign and domestic. And, they haven't, from what I can tell, done anything violent. They haven't actually gone to protect us from the, the domestic enemies. Who well, they are, were thinking about it, though. Right. Thinking right. is illegal. Yes. That's what conspiracy is. Well, yep. I guess conspiracy goes one step beyond thinking and goes into talking. Right. Well, right. talking to other people. Yeah. You can't talk to right. yourself, and you know, you're still just thinking if you're talking to yourself. So it's a favorite charge <laughs> of the, the federal government to charge people with conspiracy. I've been charged with conspiracy mm-hmm. uh, in a conspiracy to run an unlicensed money transmitting business, according to the federal gang who's coming after me and uh, several of our uh, uh, our friends and co-hosts here on uh, Free Talk Live. They uh, came after us in March of last year. You can learn more about that at thecrypto6.com. But Stuart Rhodes has been indicted and arrested in connection with the so-called riot, said officials today. The 56-year-old who was at the Capitol that day but said he did not enter the building is the most high-profile person charged with the investigation so far. He is charged with seditious conspiracy along with 10 other Oath Keepers members or associates. Most of the individuals were previously arrested, but one, Edward Vallejo, who I believe is a friend of Adam Kokesh, is also facing charges as part of the case against the Oath Keepers for the first time. Officials said Rhodes was arrested this morning and Vallejo was taken into custody in Phoenix. Rhodes was in Texas at the time. Uh, Grand jury has leveled the charges. We'll tell you a little bit more. There's not that much that we know at this point because it's pretty pretty early on, but uh, more coming up here in a moment, and you can share your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Phones open. If you want to join us here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. Ian and Matt in the studio tonight talking about the arrest of Stuart Rhodes and, uh, I don't know, like not quite a dozen other people at this point. People who are part, allegedly, of the group known as Oath Keepers. And Oath Keepers has been around for, I don't know, most of the last couple decades, it feels like. At least a decade, I think. Yeah. And they are a group of people, men and women, who swore an oath to uphold the U.S. Constitution and protect people against foreign uh, enemies, foreign and domestic. And they've determined that there are domestic enemies. They've determined that there are people in the United States government, I would say the entire United States government uh, gang, 
that shouldn't be there and they're doing the you know they're doing the wrong thing and they're hurting peaceful people and they're putting you know peaceful people behind bars and they want to do something about that but from what i've seen it's been all peaceful like they hold protests they uh they speak out they get interviewed on talking head shows on television and they try to encourage people to stand up and i've never seen one of them call for violence never ever no I, you know i can make plenty of criticisms about the oath keepers you know the I, I wouldn't i don't want to criticize them too much but it, it's kind of dorky to me i think i'm just beyond it <laughs> at this point but i did I you ever swear an oath that, to uphold the constitution i did oh really yeah i did i did when i became a freemason oh wow okay I so did. i guess does that mean you'd qualify to join or do you oh, actually yeah, have to so. hold do you actually have to hold a government office at um some point? i think most of those people are military people right most of them i think yeah, yeah maybe I, some I never cops. Uh, do you think there's cops in there I mean, maybe I'm speculating. I don't know the whole, you know, I don't know the makeup of the uh, the organization, but there uh, there's I several mean, counts here on duty in the open cops. I mean, just <laughs> not undercover cops and the oath keepers. I'm sure there's plenty of those, too. I mean, yeah, most like, of these guys are retired. These guys are not uh, from what I understand. Sheriff Max, probably an oath keeper. Could be. So I've got a list here of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people that are charged in this indictment. Now, they may be coming for more. At some point, uh, this is in front of a grand jury. Federal District Court of Columbia counts include seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding and aiding and abetting conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging any duties, destruction of government property and aiding and abetting civil disorder and aiding and abetting assaulting, resisting or impeding certain officers and tampering with documents or proceedings and aiding or abetting. Now, there's, again, about 11 people here, and they don't all have the same counts, but those are the counts, and most of them have most of the counts. Uh, basically, all of them have the so-called seditious conspiracy count, the uh, conspiracy to obstruct a official proceeding count, and the uh, so on and so forth. You know, I'm wondering so. if this is one of the situations where they had them under investigation for so many years, somebody at the top finally said, close it or make an arrest. Could be. So they made an arrest. And uh, so I pulled it up. I've never actually looked at this charge before. And apparently it's very rarely used, uh, according to Glenn Greenwald, who was looking at this earlier today, the seditious conspiracy charge, which says as follows, quote, if two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down or to destroy by force the government of the United States. Or to levy war against them, or to oppose by force the authority thereof, or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law in the United States, or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States, contrary to the authority thereof, they shall each be fined under this title, or imprisoned not more than 20 years, or both. So that's the main leading charge that all of them are facing, and every single one of those details i don't know what you call them aspects of this particular statute or code is by force so they're saying here you have to conspire to do these things against the united states by force oh that that's also a pretty wonky term by force mm-hmm. what does force mean that is a good question like and you I, and i are talking on the radio whole bunch of people are listening to us is yeah. that a force i would hope not i hope it's not a force gee <laughs> Because I'll shut up immediately. I'll be stifled in my political beliefs right now. Well, and that is what they really want to do. They want to scare people from yep. not talking oh. about, you know, changing things. Bye, Monero.
Yeah, that would help. Uh, so we're going to keep you up to date on this, you know, as it develops. According to the story here at the very biased Washington Post, uh, they say that the indictments were unsealed today. They mark the first time that anyone has faced charges of seditious conspiracy over the January 6th attack. So they've been arresting people. They've been putting them in jail, like the guy with the horns. Remember yeah. that guy, Jake Chansley, I think was his name, or Chans- Chanley or something? Uh, he went to prison on a, on a guilty plea. And so they didn't charge him with seditious conspiracy. So they're going to have a, a real case to make here. And so I guess time will tell. Uh, but in interviews with the Post, Rhodes, a former Army paratrooper and Yale Law graduate who has become one of the most visible figures of the far-right anti-government movement, has repeatedly denied wrongdoing. I don't know if the Oath Keepers are anti-government. I don't think they are. I think they are actually bootlickers. I think that they want their boots. Many to be of them in, are you know. boots. Yeah, they're, they they don't like the current boots. Right. But they want boots. They're they careful of boots. other boots. Yeah, they want their boots in charge. Uh, he said he was communicating with members of his group on January 6th in an effort to, quote, keep them out of trouble, unquote, and emphasize that Oath Keepers associates who did go into the Capitol, quote, went totally off mission, unquote. So uh, Attorney for Rhodes did not respond to a request for comment. The earlier indictment charged 19 of the alleged Oath Keepers' adherents with conspiracy and aiding and abetting the obstruction of Congress. Two of those individuals have pleaded guilty and agreed to cooperate with investigators. The rest have pleaded not guilty and are preparing for trials later this year. So, I mean, the story goes on and on about, you know, January 6th and how bad these people are and i guess uh, time will tell of course you can't believe anything that the government says whenever they draw out these indictments they're always full of lies when you think about january 6th i just want you to remember all the blood on the hands of ethel from the 76th mima division <laughs> <laughs> if you want to join the show you can hear uh, the number is 603-283-6160 whether you want to comment on this attack against the oath keepers maybe you are an oath keeper and you want to weigh in with your thoughts, uh, maybe you can clarify for us the organization. Because, again, if they're all about keeping the oath, then that, to me, says they're in favor of the federal government. They just don't agree with its current makeup or its current uh, you know, constitution, if right. you will. Or they think that the constitution actually protects them. Them as the oath keepers, you mean? Everybody well, obviously it doesn't. It does not. Yeah. That's a fairy tale. I think it was uh, Lysander Spooner who said the Constitution has either authorized the tyranny that we face or, or was powerless, powerless to prevent, to prevent it. it. And there's no amount of reorganizing the deck chairs is going to save the United States. No, none of it. Uh, but the good news is you don't have to use violence to take down the United States government. As you pointed out earlier in the show tonight, Matt, just using cryptocurrency is probably all it's really going to take. Really all it takes. Keep living your life normally, buy and sell, and use crypto. I think we're going to go further than that. But again, peacefully here in New Hampshire, we might be declaring independence this year if all goes How well. amazing. There's going to be a bill hearing about that coming up in one week. So one week from tonight uh, at uh, 3.30 in the afternoon next this coming Thursday, they're going to have the very first ever in the history of New Hampshire and maybe in you know most of the rest of the United States, an actual public hearing for the average person to come in and speak to their so-called representatives about whether or not we should have the right to vote on this question. I think we should. There's more coming up. You can share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. All you got to do, 
call in. Bring up what you want. 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in on the Oath Keepers who were recently rounded up by the federal gang and now charged with things like seditious conspiracy. And I do have the page, a 48-page long indictment. I haven't had much of a chance to really take a look at it here, but if we get a chance, we'll see what the allegations are. They're saying here that Rhodes... Uh, Stuart Rhodes allegedly was planning to commit some sort of uh, violent acts to somehow overthrow the government. That's so (laughs) hard to believe. (laughs) Even though he didn't do anything in that in that regard. Um, And usually they the, the, the way they get these charges is they have infiltrators. They have people who work for the federal government who join groups who might potentially be opposition to the federal government and then they try to stir up that opposition they try to uh, encourage people to say things that could get them charged with Mm -hmm. things like conspiracy Uh, but let's go to paul he's calling us from uh, arizona where he's listening to k talks go ahead paul hey good evening gentlemen how you doing welcome sir you're on the air uh, first of all, I'd like to, the Oath Keepers being charged by the government um, is kind of uh, goes against the Militia Reform Act of 1903. Um, if you're not familiar with that, that is um, after the Spanish-American War, the uh, military realized that not all state militias kept to the same amount of readiness. So they reworked things. And by an act of Congress, we now have three lines of defense. We have your standard Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, as our first line of defense. Our second line of defense is the National Guard of various states. Some states have an air wing, other states have an infantry. And the third line of defense is the unorganized militia, which Mm -hmm. is every man or woman over the age of 18. By an act of Congress, you are the militia. Now, the reason most militaries, well, all militaries train with the same weapon is so that in the heat of battle, should a Marine drop his weapon and run over and grab an Army guy's weapon, he's going to know how to use it because they're all trained on the same weapon base, um, which is why, by an act of Congress, every citizen of this country is entitled to own an automatic weapon. And that is not to hunt deer, like Como says. That is to protect yourself against a tyrannical government. Feedback, gentlemen? I mean... That's why people uh, should have the right to bear arms. In theory, uh, that's it's one of the reasons why, ostensibly, the U.S. government hasn't gone so far as, say, the government of uh, Australia with its uh, quarantine mandates, quarantine camps, forcing people against their will uh, out of their own homes and into government uh, oppression uh, Thomas camps. Thomas Jefferson, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but to, after Thomas Jefferson wrote that... Um, Revolting against a tyrannical government is duty. Um, when we fought the Revolutionary War against Britain, 5% of the population was actively engaged in, in the war effort. Um, our government has become so big that we... You ever see the movie Patriot? Mel Gibson sure. watched that trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away but 3,000 tyrants a mile away. Indeed. That's what we have now. Yep. Um, we're being taxed more now than ever. Absolutely. To fund a, a behemoth. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, our government really is supposed to provide three things for us. National defense, taxation, and infrastructure. 
we don't need a Fannie Mae and a Freddie Mac giving everybody a loan, especially if you can't qualify for it. Uh, the Department of Education was a big boondoggle. Now the government guarantees everybody a loan. What did all the colleges do? Their tuitions went right through the sure. roof. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a guy with autism on disability. If I can figure all this out, why can't one of you guys that are in this free street project get a, a guy that likes to do legal stuff and start suing the government entities and domino affecting taking them out one by one. Okay, so suing the government myself, doesn't but, tend to work. And the reason why is because you're going into their own courts and their own judges are the ones who make the decisions in those cases. So, But do know, know that... Usually, uh, I would, usually I would agree with that, but after this decision they made today where any business aside from healthcare that has over 100 employees can doesn't have to do testing anymore and is, uh, doesn't have to get the vaccine. That's another point with me. A tyrannical government, if the government had our best interest in heart, all right, they would be getting the vaccine, their staff would be getting the vaccine, the post office would be getting the vaccine. This is all the big Well, they are trying to push the vaccine on the post office, and they are trying to push the uh, the vaccine on those things. And that doesn't mean that they have our interests in heart. I, I don't trust people that want to just roll up their sleeves and get in experimental drugs uh, injected into their veins. Do you? I don't trust. I don't trust any part of the government. Right. They have a. They have a. a but you trust the courts. Track record. Um. Well, some of the decisions I, I'm hopeful for, but you know what? Um. As much as you gentlemen don't like the um, the vigilante aspect of it, um, evil succeeds when a good man will do nothing. How long will you stand by and let rights look at California and New York? Where are your papers? Well, the reason why well, I'm a, I'm, most of us moved to New Hampshire is because we're not doing nothing. Yeah, I, are, I think we're the last people who did nothing. Yeah, we're <laughs> doing things. That's why we migrated for more liberty, and we're active in so many different ways without using violence. Now, there's a lot of people calling for violence, and it sounds like you might be one of them, Paul. Uh, so I you know, always suspect uh, people ask, calling for violence are actually federal agents. I just want to ask a question, okay? Yeah. Jesus said, turn the other cheek, right? How many times do you let someone, the, the left has no problem organizing riots. And the thing that really upsets me about the left, they can't even organize a good riot. They did no kind of damage. So this was all window dressing to stir up the public. Um, the whole thing that Nikita Khrushchev said in 1960, America will never be conquered by an outside power. American will be conquered from within using their own constitution against them. That much is definitely true, but as far as violence is concerned, the thing you have to understand is the state understands violence. They live and breathe violence. They are prepared for violence, and they want they violence. They love it. They can't wait. They that's, can't get enough. What, they why, want. If you are violent with the state, you are playing right into their hands, and they will use you as the example for why we need more of the state. And they that's are, what they're going to do with Stuart Rhodes. Completely addicted to it. They can't get enough of it. They can't wait for other people to join them in it and you the the best way to win that fight is don't fight that fight yeah uh thank you paul for the call tonight i do appreciate hearing from you i understand why people are upset i understand why they they want to go in that direction but the reality is if you have enough people you don't have to use violence right and if you if you have incredible tools like cryptocurrency 
it's out there. The genie's out of the bottle and it's over. Whether that happens tomorrow or 10 years from now or 20 or 50 years from now, the fact of the matter, it's out of the bottle and it's not going back in the bottle and they have no control over it and they're afraid of it. We know they're afraid of it for a fact. And if people are fed up, and I think a lot of them are, whether it be the Republicans or the Democrats in, in Congress or the presidency, whatever, I think people are just generally fed up with the federal government here in New Hampshire. If people are enough fed up with that, we can say goodbye, and we can do it without being violent. We uh-huh. don't have to fire on sure. the, the federal fort. Uh, we can just peaceably declare independence and then say, that's it. We're breaking up. We're going to do our thing over here. You guys do your thing over there, and maybe we'll trade, you know, and then we'll try to get along, but uh, we're going to just do our thing. TTYL. Yeah, and so that, I think, is an exciting potential future here in New Hampshire. And one of the reasons why it's possible here and the reason why that ball is moving forward here is because we've been very active. You know what you talk about? Good men do nothing or good men uh, don't do good men do things. Right. So, yeah, we're doing things. We've got people who've been elected Mm -hmm. here in New Hampshire. We've got, I think, 40 plus free staters that are in the state house. You've got dozens more who are not free staters who are also liberty friendly. They vote in favor of freedom more often than they don't. Mm -hmm. And Uh, there have been lawsuits against governments in New Hampshire. There there have have. been lawsuits that have been won uh, handily. Correct. And lots of money has had to be paid out by certain government entities toward one of our co-hosts got $15,000 for being yeah. wrongfully arrested uh, on the streets of Manchester during a DUI checkpoint. Uh-huh. And then there was the one in Ware where they sued the police. I think $60,000 came out of that one. And- yep, yep. Uh, the, the Robin Hood case, we, we did, right. you know, smacked those uh, city goons down in a uh, civil lawsuit that we won at the Supreme Court uh-huh. of New Hampshire. There's more coming up here. Uh, you can join us, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Matt. Coming up, Matt, you just found something pretty amusing on 4chan. <laughs> I'm still giggling about it. By somebody who claims to be a retired federal agent. I don't think they're retired. I think they quit. <laughs> Okay. Well, they quit their job, and we'll get into why. The and best why kind of cop is one who quit. Yeah, and then speaks out. And, oh, that's yeah, that, that's the best kind. I'll take them right on. Uh, they're, they're with us. So, yeah, you can bring up whatever you want here. We're still talking sort of about the uh, alleged conspiracy, so-called seditious conspiracy, by Stuart Rhodes and other members of Oath Keepers. They've been arrested and rounded up by the federal gang here, I guess, within the last day or two. Uh, But first, we're going to go to more of your calls and thoughts. I do want to let you know about Intercoin. You know, we've been telling you about Intercoin and how they can help any business or organization actually create their own currency and raise money using their own token. And Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, you can get it over on an exchange at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You can use your uh, an email address to sign up so you can keep your privacy intact. They don't need to know who you are, which is pretty amazing for an exchange. Uh, you can also deposit dozens of different cryptos there, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. And buy or sell ITR over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We go to Sarah on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on with Ian and Matt. Uh, um, Let me get out the speaker. Um, Yeah, I just want to mention, did you guys know that 
you know, tea tree oil and um, certain essential oils, they make really great insecticide. Sure. Yeah, yeah, doesn't your so, girlfriend use like peppermint oil around the house? Oh yeah, for we that? got peppermint oil keeps the mice away. She thinks I think they eat it. You think it's BS? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't tell her, that. but I bought yeah. I bought five or six traps and threw them down in the basement. Have you caught any? Yeah, I, I didn't look. Not yet. You got to check those, especially yeah, if they're in the basement because you won't smell it. Right. So the actually the the scientific name of this tea tree oil is uh, Melaleuca alternifolia. Alternifolia. That's the real scientific name. But the reason that it's insecticidal is because it grows in Australia. It grows in the tropics. So in I don't order, know if that's I the reason. Well, the whole thing is that eucalyptus is a tropical tree. So in order to survive in the tropical heat, it has to be anti-insecticidal, anti-fungal, antibacterial, and antiviral. Or the, and the humidity, it will just decompose. If it doesn't, it has to have those properties. So those are one of the properties. Sir, what do you think about out. seditious conspiracy? I have, I have no idea. What What are you talking about? <laughs> are you <laughs> listening to the show? No, she doesn't listen to the show. She just calls into the show, doesn't yeah. she? She doesn't actually listen to it. No, she just uses and, and abuses us here on Free Talk Live. I'm joking, well, I'm, Sarah. I'm you, do, you don't abuse us. I actually do enjoy most of your calls, but your oil-related calls are the worst, in my opinion. They're just <laughs> absolutely bad. Uh, they're just not that interesting. People don't really care. But, uh, you know, there you have it. But I don't, let, want, I don't want to buy your shampoo. I'm we sorry. still let you call about it, and no, we don't want to join the network marketing company. You don't, you don't have to just go to the uh, health food store and buy a bottle and mix water with it and spray it around your house. It works on the cockroaches and ants. I mean, you, does it you, actually you, you kill them or does it just keep them out of the house? Well, you know what? It does kill. I sprayed it on my gnats, flying ants and ants um, and cockroaches, and it does kill them. There you go. Does, Sarah, the pest the, control expert. My, Thanks for the call tonight. Hi. Jesus. High five on that one. That was, oh, good one. <sighs> She's been calling with some good topics, though, recently. It's just the, every now and then she likes to call about essential oils. She's huh. obsessed with them. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want. So you just happen to be uh, scrolling around, found something on 4chan. So I'm I'm sure I have a buddy or two that's listening to the show right now, and they're going to know exactly where this came from because it came from the group that we're in. Some one of those guys posted it, and this is hilarious. This came from 4chan, and this apparently comes from a – I'm going to try not to swear here because there are – there are bombs in it, um, but this apparently comes from a a, a federal agent that quit. <laughs> and he says, "Want to know something hilarious? They have no idea what to do with you, autistic f's. <laughs> Literal master's degree holding feds have debates, powerpoints, talks, de-escalation training, and quote unquote containment of negative thought exercises to de-radicalize agents that lurk here on 4chan and elsewhere." I've been to the briefs. It's actually the reason I quit. They're so unbelievably incompetent and retarded. Wow. Actionable counter meme plans were drawn up and wargamed. I S U not. I S U not. 
middle-aged men were thinking of ways to make Pepe the Frog gay so Nazis, quote-unquote, <laughs> wouldn't want to use it anymore. They have nothing. Outside of blatant censorship, they have lost. <laughs> they can't do anything about you all. The only semi-smart thing they did was start accusing everyone of being a fed so they could trip up online movements from turning into actual demonstrations. Wow. That's it. That's all they've come up with in years of lurking. It's hilarious. Remember, every S post makes them look like idiots actually. <laughs> Remember, every S post that makes them look like idiots actually infuriates them. <laughs> Never stop. I love it because some of the memes are just so epic. on point. <laughs> They're so epic. They really just are very incisive against the uh, the government gang. And, and like you're saying, they can't compete against that. No. They're not funny. No. These people cannot handle... Uh, this and machine men's do. with machine minds, as right. Charlie Chaplin once. And unlike people like Stuart Rhodes, who are very easily identifiable because they're a central figure mm-hmm. in a centralized movement, a top-down command and control movement like the Oath Keepers. These people on 4chan are completely anonymous. Absolutely. And that's the thing. We don't know for sure if that's an actual federal agent because it's just another anonymous post on 4chan. It's funny. It and is funny. It I seems hope pl- it's, it yeah, seems it's, like it's plausible. legit. It's plausible. <laughs> uh, but you never really know. I mean, 4chan is an anonymous message board. There's no identifying people on there. Containment of negative thought exercises. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Uh, so, Negative. Yeah, so I mean, they've got that going against them. You talked about earlier how they've got the uh, Monero and cryptocurrencies going against them. That's undermining the financial, the government's financial system, and doing it completely peacefully, uh-huh. doing it completely voluntarily. The uh, autists, as they put it, on 4chan, coming up with amazingly uh, fun and incisive, poignant memes. There's nothing they can do about that. They're not going to shut down the internet in the United States. They, uh, you know, that would be very unpalatable. The government gang needs the internet too, right? Like that's a big tool for them. And arguably, even without an internet, you could still set up intranets and function just fine with uh, blockchains. I think people would figure out something to do if they uh, finds a way. So you've got those two aspects. Then you've got the, the Free State Project where liberty-minded activists, physical, real-world activists are coming together in a one geographic area in order to work towards more freedom. And it's working. I, was, I took uh, Bonnie to the State House for – it was her first visit uh, to the New Hampshire State House this week. We were going to testify about a bill to decriminalize psilocybin here in New Hampshire. And so, you know, I kind of taking her around, showing her the ropes, showing her how the, you know, testifying works. And, you can, you know, here's the form you got to fill out and all that stuff. Uh, introduced her to a couple of state reps, because if you are in New Hampshire and you've been around for a little while, you've probably met some state representatives if you've gone out to activism events, because they come out to these things. They're, a lot of them are freedom-loving libertarians who ran for offices like Republicans, and they're free staters, so they come to the events. So if, you, if you've been around, you've met a bunch of legislators. Like where I'm from, and I don't know what it's like in New York, Matt, but I imagine it's similar to Florida. The only time you ever get a chance to meet a legislator is when they're running for office and they need your vote. Then they'll show up at like some sort of public forum. They'll talk on stage. They'll glad hand the uh, the audience for fifteen minutes afterwards, and they're gone. Yeah, right? and yeah. Well, you know, in my particular situation, I, I ended up knowing a bunch of legislators in New really? York. Yeah, because I worked in restaurants, and I'm a chef, oh, and you okay. always, you know, you're always going to go schmoozing. Out and, there. They're going to schmooze. They're, yeah. they're going to come to the restaurant. They're going to go table to table, and I, they're going to come see me, and they're going to go, you know, pat the back of, mm-hmm. of the kitchen guys, whatever. And I got to know a bunch of them, and I'll tell you what, I got to know some of them personally mm. and they never 
stop doing that. They don't ever break the character. Schmoozing. They stay in that mode permanently. Mm-hmm. They are constantly a senator. Ugh. They are constantly an assemblyman. They are constantly, Awful. you know, the mayor of whatever won't stop being the mayor of whatever. Mm. Even like that's their identity. What a miserable life. That's what, what they would like. it be like to be married to one of those? I don't know. Idiots. Some women are turned on by power seekers. I guess I don't know. I, like badge bunnies. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. But the point here is, you can reach these people. The representatives. Yeah, in New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. You can walk right up to the house, knock on the door, say, "Hey, yeah. what's well, up?" Well, and once they know you, and they will if you go around and do things and you're active, they'll come up to you in the state house. Yeah. And they want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more. Com- and by the way, that state house is crawling with libertarians, not just the state reps, but just activists there to testify on things. Hour three is coming up. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. Phones are open as always here if you want to join us. 603-283-6160 is the number. That's 603-283-6160 in the studio. It's Ian and Matt. We're talking about the uh, investigations of the federal government gang into so-called domestic terror, which includes people that are anti-government anti-authority they're looking hard at those different groups and guess what that means they're infiltrating and that's not something new okay they've been doing this for as long as i've been around in the the activism Mm -hmm. movement they've been looking into the free state project since as far back we know as far back as 2005 when an fbi agent came to uh, try to interview Dave Ridley back in the very earliest days, one of the earliest movers. Like, there was probably, I don't know, 10 or 20 people who'd moved here at that point. And they'd already started their uh, their interviewing and questioning and sniffing around. And now they've rounded up a bunch of the Oath Keepers, uh, including Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, and they've charged them in a 48-page-long indictment, which I've been kind of looking through here, now, you do have to keep in mind, whenever you read a government indictment, you're only getting one side of the story. Yes. And you're getting a very biased side of the story where they try to paint the people that they're indicting as total monsters. And it is written by absolute sociopaths. Yep. It's written by people who are uh, political and they're attempting to you know, put people in prison cells who are peaceful and essentially build a career off of doing that. The attorney generals or attorney... Uh, Assistant U.S. Attorneys and Attorneys for the uh, the Justice Department, so-called Justice Department. But that said, the indictments do reveal how these in- investigations tend to go. And they have a bunch of allegations in them, obviously. Now, whether the allegations are true, you know, that remains to be seen. But it's not a surprise, as I'm reading through this here, about uh, Stuart Rhodes and about 10 other people were rounded up and arrested Presumably, they're still behind bars. I don't know. You know. I imagine they're going to take this very seriously. I mean, they held me behind bars for two mm-hmm, months, mm-hmm. more than two months, for you know alleged Bitcoin-related so-called crimes. They're saying these people were trying to take down the uh, the federal government, and supposedly they allege that the that Rhodes and his associates were planning on stopping the transfer of power on January twentieth last year when Biden uh, took presidential office. And basically, they they back up their case by saying that they have confidential informants 
or agents themselves. They don't say which, but they talk about Signal groups. Signal, of course, is an encrypted messaging app that we've talked about a number of times here on Free Talk Live. It's probably one of the better ones out there. Uh, In fact, it's definitely one of the better ones out there. Signal and Telegram. Matrix is probably the best of the three. Signal and Telegram, both very, very good. Um, Some have their favorites, but either way, there's not a lot of data that the federal government can get from these apps. They came out, the FBI came out with a chart recently. I don't know if you heard about this map, but they came came out with like a data sheet, like a quick little one sheet with, uh, I don't know, seven or eight columns on it. And each column was for a different messaging app. So there's WhatsApp from Facebook. There's the Apple's iMessage or whatever it's called. And then Telegram and Signal and, you know, four or five others. And they went down a list of all the different data that they can get through sending warrants to the various different companies that run these apps. And most of them, it was just a bevy of information that these companies could turn over about the users and when they're using the app. And even with the so-called encrypted ones like WhatsApp, they can still give you information about who you're sending uh, messages right. to and what times you're sending those messages to. And they can't to. wait to to do that they the, when the they feds come to. call yeah. and they're like "Ooh, we'll help yes yeah what can we do officer uh so but then when you look at the results for telegram and signal it's like they can't get anything i mean very very little there's there's very little information that they can get because those companies don't have information in fact about telegram they complain because telegram doesn't even have an address to which they can send requests and let me i have an idea you know i want to throw out there while we're talking about this even if you're not a person who's doing anything subversive, still start using those apps because you're just one more person they're going to have to expend some kind of resource on to try to track down. Yeah, it I mean, makes it harder for them. 300 million, 600 million, a few billion people using Signal, it's going to become a problem for yeah. them. And by the way, at that point, we're going to start having developed even better versions and they're just done it makes it a lot harder for them yeah and they can't get the information that they want i've seen them complaining about it when i was at the christopher cantwell bail hearing they had an officer on the, on the stand under oath testifying that they couldn't get any information from telegram <laughs> yay uh they they, they 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 don't have a place to send a subpoena there's not like an address that right. telegram and, takes and, you know that. you're going to be more of an expert on this than me but there is uh there is such a thing as a new cryptocurrency that's in the process of being developed that is called Hush. Mm, yeah. And the purpose of Hush isn't to be a cryptocurrency so much. Mm-hmm. That's the token that goes with it. But it is the the purpose of it is to be a blockchain-based private messaging platform, correct? Yeah, I don't know where that one is on development. The developer of Hush kind of had a bit of a um, spat, let's shall we say, with a co-host of ours, Nobody. That's right. And had a bit of a falling out. And, the, the way uh, I see that that guy is, I, I see him as... He's a little the, unstable. He's like the Steely Dan of developers, because mm-hmm. Steely Dan always hired the very best musicians and ended up firing 48 of them before wow. they finally settled on one that was... <laughs> he's, know, a, he's a talented programmer. He's a talented guy. No doubt about no, it. No, nobody's ever going to deny that. He's, he got just, the, he's got the chops. He just leaves something to be desired when it comes to getting along with other people. Yeah. So, you and know, you whether, know, that in a way, that may be how I want my, uh, my. if there's a developer developing an ultra top yeah. secret, you know, you know, secrecy is key. I want him to, I want him to live the part too. Yeah. <laughs> He needs to find people he can get along with to help him. Yeah, because he does. Because he can't get along with people, and you've got to have 
people that have a there successful are people working for there are people working with and for him that do not like him yes but still are working because they for believe now. in the product right. like they believe in that like yeah. the vision is the same no i i get so they, i get they what stay you're away from him they work on the code remotely they yep. don't ever talk to I'm, him i'm aware of that but even still he still managed to piss some of those people off so yeah. it's all you, of I if would you say can't get along with people you're not going to get your you, as great as your code might be you got to be able to get along with people, otherwise it's not going anywhere. You got you need people to make a successful cryptocurrency. You do. You so really do. I, I do hope that Hush works out, but I have not heard anything recently about it. Its its price hasn't taken off or anything like that, so it's it's probably not ready for prime time yet. Would be my guess. If something like uh, that does take hold, though, it's over with. It's gonna be over with for those people. Like if, if they already can't track Signal and they already mm-hmm. can't track Telegram. Yeah, and our Matrix chat is over at chat.freetalklive.com, and they can't do anything about the encrypted rooms there except for infiltrate. And if they can infiltrate you, they've got every single message you've ever sent, and that's how they do these cases. They get somebody on the inside. They have somebody join Oath Keepers. You know, somebody that's got the chops, right? They were in the military or they were in the, you know, uh, police or FBI or whatever it was that they were in. And then they say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. You know, I like freedom. And, you know, they, they they talk the talk and they work their way up the rankings, however they do that in, in Oath Keepers. And then before you know it, they get invited to invitation-only signal group chats like they identify some here in this indictment, uh, one of them. December 11th, they say Rhodes, this is Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers, they say he sent a message to invitation-only signal group chat entitled December 12th, D.C. Security Slash Leadership, unquote. And I named some of the people who were in that group, uh, two of the other indicted people, and others. The others are the undercover agents. Right. And there's likely more than one of them, because if one of your agents gets, you know somehow identified and gets kicked out of the group, well, you want to have another one or two in right. there if you can. Need a plan B. Uh, plus, the agents can work against or work towards one another and gin up more uh, violent talk, like, oh, yeah, I agree with that, bomb, this and that, shoot this and that, and then you know have another person who's also an agent say, yeah, we should do that, you know, and then that way it sounds like it's a popular idea, and before you know it, you know, other people are, are signing on. Apparently, Rhodes allegedly said in the group that if Biden were elected or to, were to assume... He, it was already elected. It was December at that point. Uh, but if Biden were to assume the presidency, quote, it will be a bloody and desperate fight. We are going to have a fight that can't be avoided, unquote. And so they're saying here that he is uh, being well, he's been charged with conspiracy, seditious conspiracy. I want to hear more than that, though. That yep. sounds metaphorical There's to me. There's more. Uh, we'll share it. Coming up here, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian and Matt. And, of course, you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the uh, various different features there. We do have a chat server. I did mention it a few moments ago. We were talking about encrypted messaging apps. Now, by default, the Matrix chat server allows the room creator to decide whether or not the room should be encrypted or not. So 
By default, some of the rooms there are unencrypted, meaning that you can search their history easily. You can scroll back after you join the room and you can read things that were said before you join the room. Rooms that are encrypted, you cannot search their, their room history. And when you join the room, you are not able to read anything that came before the time you joined the room. Um, so keep in mind, there are some key differences between the different types of rooms, but the uh, the technology is pretty rock solid there behind the Matrix server. You can join ours and check it out over at chat.freetalklive.com. Anyone can create a room. So if there's something that you want, you know, there's already dozens of rooms there. Maybe you want to join those. But if there's a topic that you want to see discussed in a room that doesn't exist, you can just create it. You can set it up however you want. It can be public. It can be private. It can be an invitation-only private room with encryption turned on. But remember... If there's an infiltrator, none of the encryption matters. Like, encryption's a good idea, and I agree with you, Matt, that people should get in the habit of using these tools every time, every conversation. Don't, don't text message anyone anymore. Like, if there's somebody that you're texting with still, you need to tell that person to get on either Telegram or Signal or Matrix, whatever your preference is. Uh, you know, give them a choice or whatever. Use more than one of them. But get off of the texting, you know, SMS texting, completely unencrypted. All they have to do to get your SMS text messages is contact your cell phone provider and say, we want to get so-and-so's text messages, and they'll send them a whole list of them. So, uh, whereas if you are on the encrypted messaging apps, it makes it a lot harder for them to get a hold of your conversations. In fact, in many cases, it makes it impossible Unless, of course, you are infiltrated, as we were pointing out here. And that's what they apparently did with the with the folks, uh, Stuart Rhodes and 10 other people that were just arrested by the federal government gang and charged with things like so, uh, so-called seditious conspiracy. They infiltrated their groups. They infiltrated their signal chats. And so they have the logs, the chat logs of all the things that were said and what these people believed was a closed group uh, and it was closed it's just that the federal government and people were inside were the cro- inside when they closed groups. the door yeah uh so if you want to comment you're welcome to join us here i do want to talk about give directly it's something we've been promoting for the last couple months here and it's an organization the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people who are living in extreme poverty we're talking about folks in uh, uh, parts of kenya bamet and Kalifi counties who are in serious need of assistance and what give directly does is they locate people who do need help and they use mobile money to send them cash which is really big in Aust- uh, australia in africa mobile money uh sending basically phone minutes to people that they can then exchange for local currency it's very interesting what goes on there but in the past decade they've delivered 400 million dollars to over a million people and research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives like employment nutrition health and education plus cash allows people to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away choosing for them so if you agree with that approach we support that and in fact we're going to match your donations up to a total of $30,000. So if you want to help out, head over to give.freetalklive.com and you can help some people that are really in serious uh, poverty situations. We're talking about people that have to walk for miles just to get water. Right? That's, that's how poor we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, give.freetalklive.com. So I was just looking through this 48-page long indictment against Stuart Rhodes and 10 other folks. And a lot of this information is coming from closed signal groups, but also other meetings that they apparently had in person or online, and even some open letters uh, that were published according to 
I mean, there's just ongoing, you know, organizing. People are talking about mobilizing to go to D.C. December 22nd, in an interview with a regional Oath Keepers leader, Rhodes stated that if President-elect Biden were able to assume the presidency, quote, we will have to do a bloody, massively bloody revolution against them. That's what's going to have to happen, unquote. He urged, according to the indictment, Trump to use military force to stop the lawful transfer of presidential power, describing January 6th as a hard constitutional deadline to do so. Uh, he said further on the 23rd in an open letter, apparently, on the Oath Keepers website, quote, tens of thousands of patriot Americans, both veterans and non-veterans, will already be in Washington, D.C., and many of us will have our mission-critical gear stowed nearby just outside of D.C., he then stated in the letter that he and others may have to, quote, take to arms in defense of our God-given liberty, unquote. So, you know, and this document just goes on and on about the alleged trainings that they went through, the alleged preparation, uh, stashing weapons and things like that outside of D.C., apparently for some, you know, as of yet unspecified uh, attack which they clearly didn't do on December 6th. So that never materialized, but it doesn't need to in order for them to charge him with conspiracy, with, uh, as right. they're calling it, seditious conspiracy. So I don't know. Uh, I, again, this is a one-sided document, clearly. We don't know if it was actually Stuart Rhodes who made the, made the statements. Uh, you know, If he doesn't admit to it, then how are they going to prove that he was the person who was behind the account that made the statements? Maybe they have a way of proving those things. Maybe they don't. But, you know, based on the things that they allege here, it, of course, doesn't look good. It never looks good, though, when you read a, a federal indictment. Right. But those cops can also take tons of things you've said out of context, out of context, and then glue them all together as if you had a one, you know, five minute conversation where all of that stuff was said and then fill in the blanks with whatever they wanted to say. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this uh, this pans out over time. Of course, if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Um, again, I'm against violence as a as a solution. I just want to make sure that that's that's clear here. I don't think that what Rhodes, if if they were doing what they were planning on doing, or if they were allegedly doing these things, then they walked right into the trap. I mean they they should have known that their organization was infiltrated well it's if there was obvious. a dozen people on that list and they were all talking about you know th- those were the dozen that were gonna access their gear outside of dc or whatever yeah. it said a dozen isn't enough no to break it to you even with you know the few fat leftist national guardsmen that you know what's his name biden was able to drum up to protect the capital at that point well yeah we don't know how many people were in their group right we don't know this was a leaders group so presumably they uh, had their own group so like there were some guys from florida there was a guy from right. arizona and people were coming from uh from all over so how many they had at their disposal that at least i like i said i haven't read the full 48 page indictment but uh presumably they may be rounding up more people this just let you know word to the wise if you have leadership you've got feds Hmm. There will be feds in there somewhere. Yeah. You've got leadership. So decentralization is the way. Yeah, and peace is the way because peace is the way. Know, as long as you're not plotting violence, there's very little that they can gin up. If you won't fall for it when they come around and they talk about why you need to bomb this or that or shoot this or that or whatever, if you don't go with them, then, you know, they don't, don't even, have anything. Don't even talk to those people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's best to get rid of those people from your groups. Absolutely. They're bad news. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. 
Ian and Matt in the studio tonight. The phones are open. If you want to join us here, you can. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. There's definitely big news that happened today we should talk about, I think. The Supreme Court has apparently blocked the Biden COVID vaccine mandate for those businesses of over 100 employees. You may recall that came out. Uh, That announcement, I think, was back in September. It was pretty immediately challenged, and now the ruling has come down. However, they have not blocked the mandate for medical facilities who accept Medicare or Medicaid payments. We can get into that story, and, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome as well. In fact, we're going to the phones and to the fun. We got Major Payne calling us from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. What's hey, going on, Major Payne? What's on your mind? You and all the unders. Um, well, here, let me unplug my phone so I can get a little more comfortable. Thank you. All right. Uh, I was the, just thinking about, uh, oh, damn it. Yeah, man, hold so long, I lost my, I got a brain fart. What did I call in on? Shoot, I don't know, Major. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'll tell you what, I'll put you back yeah, on oh, hold. Okay, huh? what you, what, you got no, what you guys was talking about a while back. About, yeah, what's that? Uh, the danger of texting. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, yeah, when they first came out with these smell phones, I told my kids, I said, don't you put nothing in, on that inner tube that you don't want your grandma or the Pope to read. That's good advice. They, I just smelled it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If, if you got a good hound dog, they could track you all the way back to hell. Yeah, I mean, that's good advice. Uh, These devices are not secure. I mean, even though Signal and Telegram or Matrix may be secure as far as their transmission of the data is concerned, they could have some sort of uh, an app on your phone. And maybe it's, you know, maybe Google's going to build it in or Apple's just going to build it in at some point in the future that's just, you know, capturing all of your key presses. So it could be that uh, everything that you've typed in what you consider to be a secure messaging app has already been sent to them. That's they could already be on the phones, for yeah, all we know. The that's big a possibility. giant head is no joke, man. The big giant head is no freaking joke. Yeah, they're creepy, and they want to know everything that's going on out there. And thank you, Major, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Definitely a legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are paranoid. And like I said, they are flailing and dying, and they're not going to go down without a... You know, about about lashing out a lot, and one of the things they're going to do is get increasingly more paranoid, and you'll see that right in the right in the faces of the actual the foot soldiers they have, the the Mm -hmm. cops and the you know the feds and so forth. You can see it in their eyes; they know something big. Yeah, it's it's a fear psychosis kind of attack mixture hybrid. When you corner a dog and it's afraid, it's gonna it's gonna lash out. And the thing is, they're even more freaked out because nobody's cornering them, but they still feel cornered. Well, sure, because they're going down. They're going down. I mean, it's maybe they know. I mean, even Hillary Clinton admitted in uh, whatever interview it was with some I forget who she was talking to, but she said, "Time is running out." Our time is running out, uh, or something to that effect, referring to you know, cryptocurrency and attacking Bitcoin. Mm. Uh, by the way, I, before we go on here with the Supreme Court story, uh, Bonnie has been doing a lot of work trying to capture some classic quotes from nobody, who is our co-host. He, unfortunately, is prohibited from being on the air under some really insane bail conditions, which he's filing a motion to try to lessen those conditions, but of course the assistant u.s attorney is objecting to that and so it's probably going to take weeks before a court hearing gets had and because anyway, he's paranoid and psychotic the assistant u.s attorney yep 
And so the uh, so they they're not allowing him to speak out. They're not allowing him to be interviewed on the radio or on television. He's not allowed to express himself in any public events. And so he can't be here with us. We we miss him. Uh, but we do have a, a, a quite a library of nobody interviews and uh, nobody appearances on this show. And Bonnie has been going through some of his appearances and listening. He can be a, a soundbite generating machine. He really is. Uh, I mean, as long as you can spend some time listening and, and checking uh, his interviews, you can find some good stuff. So Bonnie's been doing that. And she's got a series of quotes here from nobody that uh, we're going to share one of them for you. So... This requires a little bit of a preface. So when asked by an interviewer whether he or why he would want to become part of the government while he was running for governor in 2020 as nobody, he answered, quote, why would you want a virus or sorry, why would a virus want to become part of you to destroy you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a radio station, I think, in New Hampshire, uh, in Wolfboro, that was interviewing him for that one. So, That's great. Yeah, it was pretty great. So kudos to uh, to nobody. He's a, a great guy, and I look forward to being able to actually speak with him and see him and give him a hug at some point, because I'm prohibited from doing that. I'm sorry, yeah, dude. Yeah, it really sucks. Um, all because of the Crypto 6 situation, which you can learn more about over at thecrypto6.com. So, again, late last year, Biden came out with an announcement that they were going to require all employers of 100 persons or more to have a vaccine mandate in order to keep your job, basically. and Which is pure fascism. Yeah. That is, yes, that is. is corporations doing the legwork of the government. Yes. And they used OSHA, the Occupational Safety Health Administration, to uh, put this rule in place. And, of course, the Congress didn't have anything to say about it. It was a presidential directive, ultimately. And uh, that tends to be how things work, right? When uh, Congress creates a government bureaucracy, the bureaucracy can then just set its own rules and they don't have to go through Congress. So OSHA, you know, took this rule on and uh, challenges, thankfully, were filed in court. And I got to say, I was pretty skeptical that anything would have worked out in the favor of businesses. I figured the court would say, oh, well, OSHA has been regulating you guys for 50 years. So what's one more regulation? I mean, OSHA, you know, they haven't overturned OSHA. And they didn't overturn OSHA, by the way. All they did today, the Supreme Court, did block the Biden administration from enforcing its sweeping vaccine or test requirements for large private companies. According to CNBC.com, they did that, but they also allowed similar requirements to stand for medical facilities that take Medicare or Medicaid payments. The ruling came three days after OSHA's emergency measure had started to take effect. So... Of course, the bad news here is that this ruling is a, is going to make people who had been, let's say, frustrated with the federal government to the point where they're, you know, ready to secede from the United States. It's going to make them all acquiesce and say, yeah. "Okay, we're safe now." Now again. a bunch of them are going to say, "Oh, see, oh, the system go, works. We can go back to sleep now." Thank goodness for that Supreme Court protecting our liberties. Yes, right. As though they don't. Ten, you know, nine times out of ten, or forty-nine times out of fifty, rule in favor of federal government power, federal government control, government regulations, the police state. I mean, the Supreme Court is constantly, tra- you know, trotting out rulings in favor of increasing mm-hmm. government involvement. Yeah, and in I would our say lives. that this one was kind of a backdoor to that as well, because it's there's no equal protection under the law with this. What do you mean by that? If they're allow if they're allowing this edict to stand as law. For some people, but not for others, you're clearly not having equal protection under the law. Well, now, the reason they're allowing it to stand in 
the case of places that take Medicare or Medicaid is they've agreed to the government rules, right? Like you want to take the government money, you've got to do what the government says. Right. So if you're a doctor that doesn't take Medicare or Medicaid, or if you have an office that doesn't accept those forms of payment, every single one of those clowns exempt. does. No, not all of them. The uh, the local people here that That's run the not direct- over a hundred. Well, yeah, I know what you're saying, but my point is, if if you, well, I don't know if the over a hundred thing require. It's probably a, it probably applies to anyone that takes Medicare or Medicaid. Mm-hmm. I bet you, I bet you the you you can have three employees. Yeah, I wonder and, how that goes. Yeah, um, the mandate required that workers at businesses with a hundred or more employees must be vaccinated or submit a negative COVID test weekly, simply to enter the workplace, and also required unvaccinated workers wearing masks indoors at work. The court wrote in an unsigned opinion, quote. Although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given that agency the power to regulate public health more broadly. Requiring the vaccination of 84 million Americans selected simply because they work for employers with more than 100 employees certainly falls in the latter category, the court wrote. So it's not like the court is saying here that you have bodily autonomy and that you can do what you want with yourself. They're just saying, oh, well, OSHA doesn't have this power. So we're going to say no to this. So if Congress changes the rules for OSHA, then OSHA can have the quote-unquote power. Or I think what you're more likely to see is they're going to cook up an alternative. They're going to come Probably. out of some different direction. Yeah. There's more coming up here. This isn't going to stop them. It's just going to be a bump in the road. You can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can join us here. The number 603-283-6160. Well, everyone just can go back to sleep. The Supreme Court has finally ruled in favor of liberty. Don't be mad anymore. Go right to sleep. Yes, there's no reason to secede. There's no reason to peacefully exit the United States. The Supreme Court is going to back up freedom every single time You're now. safe. Because the conservatives are in charge. Your children are still screwed. Yeah, they don't care about your liberty. Nope. All they care about is that, according to the story here, the Supreme Court ruling against the Biden mandate. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a conservative court, right? There's a majority, quote-unquote, conservatives on the court. But remember, all of the people on the court love the government. All of the people on the court rule for the government almost every single time. They didn't overturn OSHA. They didn't say, oh... This is all about your freedom to do business. This is We're going to protect your freedom to run your business how you want. That's not what they were saying nope. in this decision. They were saying, oh, well, we don't think Congress really intended for OSHA to take on health care related regulations. They're not, that's not their area of regulation. They're not saying OSHA can't regulate. They believe OSHA absolutely can tell you how to run your business from a safety perspective perspective they're just saying oh well this mandate doesn't cross over into osha's territory so they're basically telling the biden administration hey find an agency that does have these uh this power that's to regulate right. and have them implement it and i think that's likely what you're going to see happen um but maybe they'll just drop this one you know maybe they'll walk away from this one okay fine so 
That doesn't mean that we're not living under tyranny. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, the federal government is going to get smaller. In fact, I just saw another headline. Federal government collects record taxes. (laughs) So they're rolling in your money. They're going to continue to regulate. They're going to continue to control you. They're going to continue to tax you. They're coming up with, what is it now, $600 is the new limit on things that uh, like PayPal has to report? Yep. And I think it's, from what I heard recently, it's like an aggregate. It's not if, uh, I think it's like if it's if you spend more than $600 in a year, you got to get reported on, which, I mean, that's a good chunk of the American population. That's everybody. Right yeah. So, I mean, these people... It's amazing who will take a court decision like this and just run, you know, shout from the rooftops about how everything's fine in Washington, D.C. No, it's not. There's you could just good. opt out of that whole thing anyway. I mean, they're like with cryptocurrency guys that keep saying it. Their cryptocurrency is not is not money. It's not money. Well, they want you to believe that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be part of their case against the crypto six. It depends on which department you're talking to. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, well, each governmental department interprets it in the way that benefits them. Correct. And speaking of cryptocurrency, I happen to have some news about that. So uh, there's a congresswoman, or sorry, not congresswoman, a senator named Cynthia Lummis. Have you heard of this lady? I have not. She's from Wyoming. Oh. Which means she's probably not the worst uh, congressperson out there. In fact, she's kind of into crypto. Really? She's like the U.S. senator... Who's the crypto advocate, basically? Oh, yeah. What is her background? I don't know, uh, but she's an advocate for cryptocurrency. She owns it personally. She's admitted to having purchased and and keeping uh, some amount of Bitcoin or whatever. She's had to like you know tell people how much she has because she's in Congress or whatever. And Wyoming is a place that has beaten New Hampshire. As far as crypto-friendly laws, crypto-friendly state statutes. Um, now, obviously, freedom means not having a bunch of laws around, right? I think in general, you know, the ability to run your life how you want. So without having the federal government or state governments tell you how to run your life or your business, that I think usually means we need to get rid of statutes. But corporations feel like they need to have regulations. And it's stupid, but that's just the way that they are. They want to feel like they're doing what they're told to do. Mm -hmm. They want to be good little corporate citizens. And so having some uh, statutes on the books that say, it's okay, little crypto corporations, you can do your business here, is essentially what Wyoming did. They cooked up a series of different crypto-related legislation that said, laid out different things and said, all right, in Wyoming, cryptos aren't securities. In Wyoming, you can create a bank called a special depository institution as a crypto company. In Wyoming, if you are already a bank, you can have crypto. You can hold crypto on behalf of your customers. right? So these companies need to be told they can do a thing. Otherwise, they get real scared and they won't do it. So that's what's going on in Wyoming is they, they passed these things back in 2018. And they, uh, you know, New Hampshire's not bad when it comes to crypto. We're one of the better states. We don't have any kind of, you know, crazy regulations against it like New York does. Uh, but we haven't, we don't have that infrastructure that these crypto corporations are looking for. And so as a result of what happened in Wyoming, some mega crypto companies went to Wyoming. Kraken, uh, which is one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the United States and one of them in the world, moved their operations completely to Wyoming. Because of these uh, crypto-friendly laws that they passed. Well, 
according to Cynthia Loomis, who wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal, they also applied, and we knew that they were doing this. We mentioned this on Free Talk Live. The uh, Kraken and another company, I think it's called Avanti, applied for the special depository institution thing that they created in Wyoming. And they were granted that. So they're the first two companies in the crypto world that are actually now considered banks under federal law and should be able to access the federal payment system, she says in her article here. The payment system is, of course, the ability to send wire transfers, ACH transfers between uh, institutions. And she says that uh, Wyoming checked every box holding more than 100 meetings with the Board of Governors and Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. The Fed even provided input into Wyoming's comprehensive regulatory framework, as did Promontory Financial Group. Is an SPDI, a special depository institution, a bank, she says, without a doubt. It's eligible for deposit insurance and receives deposits relating to custodial and fiduciary activities, meeting the standard Congress set down in the Federal Reserve Act for what constitutes a bank. They did their research. They asked the Fed for input. They said, what do we got to do? They said, do these things. We did them. They did them. Should the SPDIs have payment system access? Absolutely, she says. Wyoming incorporated every principle from multiple Fed guidance documents. The Fed doesn't seem to care, however. Two Wyoming SPDIs, Kraken and Avanti, received their bank charters in 2020. They applied for master accounts with the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City shortly after. Over a year later, the Fed hasn't even started processing the applications indicating it's still determining whether SPDIs are banks, which is not a serious legal question. The fact the Fed is, in fact, the Fed is violating the law by delaying. In 1994, Congress required the Fed to act on all applications within one year. Numerous federal courts have stated the Fed has a duty to give payment system access to all banks and credit unions conducting legal activities. The Fed is a private bank, though. Why would they be required to run their business any way that they want? Not and required to run their business against any way they would want to. They are in bed with the government. You know, they they've agreed to be regulated by the state. <laughs> the Fed itself has said its payment services will be available quote to all depository institutions on an equitable basis in an atmosphere of competitive fairness. So, by their own statements, they're supposed to move on applications within a year. Or what? That's the thing. Nothing. Nothing. You know, they're getting a stern talking to by this lady in the in the Wall Street Journal. So she talks about how she's concerned with the Fed uh, Fed appointments and she wants something to be done about this. But I thought it was just interesting that these people did everything they thought they had to do. They jumped through all the hoops. They asked for input from the Fed uh, as to how to become, you know, part of their little system. And the federal government, the federal, the federal Reserve Bank, isn't moving on their applications so the cryptocurrency companies that are trying to play by the rules are being told we're not even going to respond to you we're not even going to look at your applications what are you going to do about it and these are companies that repeatedly do this too they jump through all kinds of hoops wherever they can they they're looking for hoops to jump through i can't wait i can't wait to to polish these boots it sucks and uh, i wish more companies weren't like that but they are unfortunately um, but it's you know just goes to show that there's a clear bias in favor of the old banking system and against cryptocurrency. Yeah, and the, the old crypt, the old banking system is totally obsolete at this point. If you want it to be, there's no need for that anymore. 
That's right. Well, but these companies still want to have access to the wiring system. That way they don't have to have their own bank accounts somewhere else because the bankers don't want them to have accounts. They'll close their accounts on them. Right. So they're like, all right, well, we'll just become our own bank. Well, how's that working out? Right. Not so great. Out of time tonight. If you want the full story, I'll post it over on our social media platform at social.freetalklive.com. You can head on over there. And we will see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.